and 15 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself Barry Drake hope you're all keeping well after the uh, festive celebrations of course and that uh, we're all very much looking forward to a new year uh, 2023 looking ahead to uh, more fantastic um, racing no doubt and uh, of course we will be um, interviewing plenty of guests once again over the course of the year and uh, for the very first episode of 2023 we're going to look back at our top five podcasts in terms of um, listening uh, figures from uh, 2023 and at number one uh, from last year of course that was the um, podcast with Dolores Root uh, a lady of course who enjoyed some fabulous success over the course of the last week or so at the Winter Racing Festival and um, back in 2022 of course it was announced that um, Dolores Root was coming back into the Greyhound game and um, taking it very seriously of course and uh, as I said she's been reaping the rewards already in her short time back in her great sport have a listen uh, to a clip of course uh, from what Dolores had to say um, in 2022 let's let's hope so Dolores and and you must have been I suppose uh, touched by all the the lovely comments um, since that piece went up on on, on, um, Talking Dogs and it's been shared across all the platforms and um, social media a lot of love out there for Dolores Root no I was blown away by it to be honest Um, you know I think the support that was out there and the excitement from everybody it was a tremendous honest um you know i think the support that was out there and the excitement from everybody it was a tremendous lift for me and it was a real good feel factor that i had so much support out there i was absolutely inundated with messages from phone calls to text messages to face uh, messenger, Facebook posts. Um, it was absolutely mind-blowing. And I just have to say a big thank you to everyone because, you know, the greyhound industry is about passion and love greyhounds. And um, to have been welcomed back in such a warm way was definitely a great boost for me and um, I just a big thank you to everyone and I'll certainly do my best for all my um, like a lot of the past owners are coming back with me but certainly for new owners as well I will give it my absolute utmost and give it every opportunity to you know do as much as I can for the industry as well so I'm really, really um, excited and thrilled about that. Yeah, we all are, Dolores. And, uh, you know, speaking of owners and stuff like that, have you many greyhounds at the moment to go to battle with? Uh, just four bitches at the moment. And um, I have some pups, but the pups that I have here were all sold to owners that I had in the past. So that was tremendous that they all came back. And I even had people you know ringing me up saying now that you're back in the game and going to get a dog again so that's really encouraging because it means that I'm going to bring new owners back into the sport as well as owners that I've had and people have said oh now that you're you know back at racing I'm going to get a dog and you know that's that's a great feeling that people either had got out of having a dog or you know, I'd never had a dog. I'm after getting in some very good new owners. I even have new owners there from Canada, and that came through the rehoming of dogs. 
one of my dogs went out to Canada and was rehomed Elvis. And now those people have purchased a puppy from me and want to raise it here in Ireland. So, you know, we're reaching far afield. And, uh, you know, that's great. Great for the sport. It sure is. That's um, fantastic to hear. And, you know, before we talk about maybe uh, past uh, successes, I I presume your your kennel door is open for a very fast dog, if anyone's listening? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, That's why I took out public license this time, because... Before I did it really the hard way, I was breeding all my own champions and, you know, that in itself is very time consuming, but when you, you know, bring in the element of having to race them and go to England and everything, um, you know, that was, it's it's very hard um, when you're trying to do the combination of everything and I've great admir- admiration for those people that do it um, but we were tremendously lucky in the success that we had but um, it would be nice to concentrate a little bit more on the racing rather than having to wait for the young pups to be born and produced and I always did small numbers so um, you know it would be nice to get in a few different dogs from you know some good owners and uh, see what we can do um, you know it's a different challenge so see how we could do that yeah that of course um, was uh, Dolores Root uh, speaking to me there when she announced that she made her um, return to the Greyhound game back in 2022 and it's been a fabulous uh, couple of weeks for Dolores of course uh, uh, finishing um, runner up in the ledger at Limerick with uh, Mustang Jet and of course he went one place better at the Winter Racing Festival so wishing uh, Dolores and her team uh, the very best of luck for 2023 Uh, moving on to our um, second uh, most uh, listened to episode um, back in 2022 it was um, a young man um, who um, is taking or taking the Greyhound game very serious as well it was um, uh, an episode 101 between Aaron O'Hanlon and Mickey Rooney and we're going to hear a short clip of uh, both people speaking here so sit back and uh, have a listen to this yeah, sure, Barry, I suppose. I had no family background in the greyhound industry and I had no connections, really, and I started out riding horses at, at the age of around six. And sure, from there, the love of animals was instant, I suppose. Yeah, very good, and I'm sure you you know, you know enjoyed some great times in the, in the horse racing game as well. Ah, sure, yeah, look, I've, I've, I've worked for some top-class trainers and I've ridden some top-class horses and experienced, I suppose, Grand National winners and bits and pieces along the way, and... Um, I thought it was a, a great time altogether, I suppose, when I look back at it. Yeah, and I, as you said to me, I know we spoke off air and you said you kind of you know turned your attentions to the, the Greyhound game now, and I suppose, you know, from switching circles too, you'd pick up a lot of valuable things, you know, when you were dealing with, you know, such, such amazing animals. Unbelievable, yeah. I, look, I, I gained a lot of tips and I gained a lot of experience, I suppose, in the training side of things, watching these good horse trainers, I suppose, and I, t- I took everything in along the way, you know. Um, I started summer work at, at the age of 12 for a great, a great man with a dog, Thomas Cormack, in Rose Green there in Cashel. And sure, again, great experience of the duties of the training of a dog, really. And 
also in the paddocks where I had huge interest in the rear side of things and we had great thing going with plenty of race dogs in and plenty of winners and success and so greyhounds have been in my heart ever since yeah very good and when did it come to the stage where you said you know you wanted to go at greyhounds full time and you know really give it a go and you know try and make a living out of the sport uh, sure I suppose Barry it's a, it's, a, it's a lifetime a childhood dream really and I always wanted it but I could never I could never get the, the chance I suppose to find a facility and to get the dogs I suppose and it's not as easy as, uh, as just getting into it I suppose you know yeah, without a doubt, and I suppose so. It's it's in more recent times that you've started to take it uh, very serious. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, sure. Look, Barry, I was kind of I was I was, I was doing half horses and half dogs, and I suppose the dogs really started to take off within the last year. I suppose, and there's dogs coming there for schooling and bitches to be whelped, and there's every sort of a thing going on here in in, in my operation. And uh, I suppose I had to follow my heart, and I I went with the greyhounds. Yeah, very good. And, uh, you know, just in terms of, you know, schooling greyhounds, that must be, you know, a very exciting time. And especially, I suppose, when you come across a good one and you're watching them develop and, you know, keep, keeping close interest on in their future. And I know, um, obviously, look, anyone that's uh, friends with you on, on, on social media will see the, the lovely images of yourself and Serene Ace in, in, in recent weeks. And um, tell us uh, a bit about that. Yeah, sure. Look, I've I've great dogmen behind me. I've I've Alan and Patrick Dobbs there. They're they're unbelievable, unbelievable supporters of mine. Eddie Ryan is a, a, an unbelievable supporter as well. And I've I've top trainers there. They're they're sending me their young stock to be schooled. And I suppose dealing with them caliber dogs is just it's 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 what I wake up for every morning, you know. And Serena, yeah, sure, Serena. Look, <laughs> I leased a bitch off Michael Lonergan there, and and um, I suppose I repeat, mate, her. She had a, a decent old litter to Scalari and me daddy, so I repeat mate her, and I suppose that's how Serena Ace is here. Very yeah, good. that of course um, was Aaron O'Hanlon there, um, a very talented um, young greyhound man, of course, and he spoke very passionate uh, about the game as well, and we're wishing him um, continued success in the world of greyhound racing uh, going forward. Of course, that was a double episode uh, back there last year, and uh, we're just going to hear as well from Mickey Rooney, of course, uh, a man that has been involved in Laurel's success um, over the course of the uh, last couple of years, uh, winning with uh, Running to Sia um, a couple of years ago. Was kept in the hospital. He was moved to Bowman, and he deteriorated over the weekend. And he passed away on Sunday, the sixth of December. Unfortunately, and it was heartbreak for everybody, and still is. And it's hard. He's sixty-one years of age, and the fellas, anyone that knew him, he was brilliant, brilliant, life and soul of any party. He'd make a smile anywhere. He'd light up any room, and yeah, he's very involved in that football club, which I'm the chairman of, Hardy St Mary's, and. You know, he followed us everywhere, and we we were his brothers growing up. We always went pony racing together. We went greyhound racing, horse racing, course, and and look, James was buried on the tours, and we were in the back to Brent Muldoon's Nardy, the pub restaurant, lovely restaurant, and we were all there, a load of us there. We had a few drinks and a meal, and I was sitting around having a crack, and I said to the lads, I said, you know what? I said, there's a dog there, Johnny Lanahan has. I think we should buy him and call him running to Shea. And that's, you know, and that's how we, we found that dog. 
Yeah, quite, quite, quite a story. Bit of a fairy tale story in the end. Um, you know, I suppose yeah. to watch and progress and deliver all those great performances, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, you know, he's 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 still lightly raced. He's this is I think it's his eleventh race coming or twelfth race, but you know, he's he's improving all the time. You know, he's the first night he won in Corrine Park, he was very impressive. He pinged the lids and, and, and really, really you know, he he really, really showed plenty of early pace. He's just not showing that early pace friend on dark, but look, his fourth run uh, he's improving every weekend on dark, that's the thing, you know. He's definitely improving every week, and you know, hopefully, he improves another step next uh, Monday night. I know we're going in as outsiders on that, but I, I still think you know he, he he has obviously has a fair chance, you know. Exactly. If he could produce that uh, ping break in the final, um, he, he'll certainly be in the mix. And you know, as you said, look, track bookmaker in, in Dundalk for many years. This is the, the feature on the calendar. So you know, as I said, look, it's it's just it's unbe- it must be unbelievable. Oh, it is. Yeah, like even the local papers there are, are writing about the dog and how you know he, he the Dundalk Democrat and um, the Independent and stuff like that. There was a big write up in the yesterday about the dog and everybody's wishing us well and you know you hopefully hopefully he does it but looking Barry in fairness to get this far has been a huge 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 you know feat it's it's we didn't dream of happening with this dog getting this far and to get him this far is definitely a, a, a great feat and obviously he'll be a bonus win and the thing but he's getting great experience from the, this competition you know it's it's a hot competition and you know, when he goes back five to five years and hopefully he'll learn to use a bit of early sip at that stage, you know. Yeah, of course, uh, was Mickey Rooney, and of course, uh, always great to get up or get in touch with Mickey. And that was um, another, I suppose, fabulous and very, very touching um, story there after the the sad loss of his uh, brother Shane, the name that um, great greyhound after his brother, and uh, for him to go on and deliver so many specials performances as I said it was a, a very touching story um, our next uh, most listened to podcast in 2022 was um, an episode we'd done with uh, Pat Buckley um, on in, in Toaster running from trap number 2 on um, Saturday night but you are doubly represented I almost forgot about Glengar Scholar earlier this week when I was putting a piece together and he's another really um, promising young grill and then I'm sure once he hits the lids um, in Toaster I'm sure he'll go very quick he has Barry, but he just hasn't done what he was doing at Limerick and Trilly yet. He hasn't taken that break and go down like he's a twenty eight twenty dog in Trilly and, and in Limerick. And he just hasn't shown us that in Torsa. But we know listen, he's very young. We know his we know the run is he's capable of doing the run, so we'd be hopeful with him, but he needs to he needs to pull his socks up to get into the frame. Yeah, so you're doubly represented in that 7.30 in Toaster on, on um, Saturday night. Sing Along Sally in trap number two, Glengar Scholar in trap number four. I suppose the, the big English dog, Thorn Falcon, last year's winner in trap number six. You know, a couple of really other good other dogs sign at ace as well as a, a star tracker across the pond. Give us your, your thoughts on that. Uh, sign at ace, Will, I think he's dog of the year. He's won three or four group ones over there. Listen, he's very, very good. I wouldn't be over concerned with Sally. She's 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 in her box. She's dealt with all the big names before. Um, listen, it's, if she traps kind of reasonably well, I'd be happy enough that you know even if she tracked even if she tracked Sally Ace into the third bend and she was in a position to challenge him, she would make that challenge coming off the list. So I'd be 
Yeah, Pat Buckley, of course, he was bullish about singing along Sally that um, day and she certainly got the job done there in that round of the English Greyhound Derby. He was also touched, we've just seen a, a fabulous uh, winter racing festival. The prize money was absolutely unbelievable, over 100,000 euros alone in win prize money. And uh, we've seen a fantastic sprint um, on the uh, winter racing festival night there um, as well. Great win there, of course, uh, for, for Shea Campbell uh, with his um, Greyhound there. That really was one of the the races of the um, e- e- event and uh, hopefully of course uh, Serena yes, will make a full full recovery but also um, as I said it's always great to see the, the smaller kennel um, Shea Campbell a man that's put a lot of money into the game over the last couple of years great to see him come down and um, taste big race success in uh, Shelburne Park and of course Sing Along Sally has since retired it's been a great year once again for Pat Buckley he won the ledger recently with uh, Bob Slade Dream so well done to Pat and all his family of course and wishing them all well uh, for 2023. Our um, next most listened to podcast um, back uh, in 2022 was episode 75 with uh, Francis Murray Jr. So have a listen to this. Like the Cork Oaks, the great competition. Um, and then Fair Taxes got in the same year, was just beaten in the in the Scottish Derby final. And he was also rather than and trained here. So, um, yeah, um, so many great memories. Um, like the Kirby a few years ago, it's a wonderful competition for pups. Um, getting three to the semi-finals that we bred and reared here as well, and you know, got, got one into the final. Um, it, it was you know just to be part of that competition, especially because it's you know it's it's the highlight on the calendar, and it's um, it, it, it's it's a wonderful chance to, for pups and such great prize money. Um, yeah, so just looking forward to to more to making more memories and um enjoy more success and um, it's not hard hard not not easy earned but you know we work hard and hopefully we can keep going and and keep success coming no doubt you will and of course look you touched on you know a number of you know high profile greyhounds there um, that you have enjoyed you've enjoyed some great success with you you touched on breeding your own is that something you've always took serious uh, yeah um like we we've always bred a few litters like uh Michael, my father, my granddad, he he did as well. Um like we um like we're primarily like uh, trainers, like, you know, that's that's what we do. But I think um you know, like we've a few litters on the ground at present, but we are you know, we're first we're we're, we're you know, foremost a trainer, um there's many trainers like you know breed a few layers in the year um, I suppose um, so it just gives um, I suppose a, sort of a good balance um, you know just keeps keeps the keeps the kennel um, in stock and um, it gives us opportunity to bring some talented young dogs through to the racing team um, and that um, like recently in Shelburne like we've introduced like um, dogs like Loch Nagar and Ranock Moore, Leslie Lindsay, Tiamo. Um, you know, just like Fair Haxis and, and like the likes of them, like it's just um it just gives you the opportunity like that if if you know, if you need if you need the numbers, like you have them there. I think I think a lot of people are are, are doing the same thing now. Um but yeah, it's something we've always done. Um, 
and it's it's something I wouldn't change because I think it's important to have Definitely, without a doubt. And look, we all see a wonderful uh, picture of your your dad at Shelburne Park last Saturday night. A uh, great winner on the night, fastest time of the night. And you know, I know that um, got a great interaction um, on on social p- media. One of the the legends of the sport. So still very much, um, you know, the main man. Um, your your assistant, and he he's enjoying um, the sport still um, so much. Yeah, um, the the social media, the Shelburne Park Ground Stadium, um, uh, Facebook, you know, um, the photo did get a lot of attention. Um, I suppose it's just because, um, well, it was a good winner, like, and it was it, it, it was it was it was just the photo itself. Like he, um, he's just so long in the sport, and he's still like, you know, you know, so many years on, like he's still like twenty twenty two, he's still turning out. Um, you know, good winners in Shelburne on a Saturday night, like, which isn't easy going, as, as, as you know. Um, so he, um, like, he's still in charge. He's still the main man, and he's up every morning at six o'clock. Um, you know, he's an inspiration to anyone that wants to train dogs, um, especially myself. But to any any young man or woman that's interested in it, um, like, he's up every morning at six o'clock, and you know, he goes out and enjoys doing all the activities with the dogs and you know is a healthy man and you know it's a great it's a great way of life and um i mean he's the proof of the value of that like he's been doing it for 50 years and he's a fresh man like you if you looked at him like you know spoke to him you wouldn't think he's he is the age he is but um about him about me taking over or him and hanging up the lead probably probably a question for him but <laughs> yeah, he he, uh, he, like, there's a lot of interest from him still, and and uh, I, I just love to support and continue to do the great work he does. Like because he's, you know, to me he's he's just a genius at what he does. So. Yeah, it's great to speak with um, Francis Murray uh, Jr. there um, back last year, of course. Um, oh, it was great to catch up with him and uh, wishing the uh, Murray Kennel uh, the very best of luck in 2023. We touched on um, a man there earlier, Shea Campbell. No doubt he's still on a high after his uh, big race success at the Winter Racing Festival. And Shea, of course, um, from Armagh, um, you know, another very passionate Greyhound supporter. Boy, you know... Um, at home, my uncle and uh, Tracy keep him. He's laying on the couch now with us, uh, with my uncle. And uh, he's well looked after. It's like another old dog we have in here. He's 2102, Robbie lad. He's laying here. He's, he's not allowed to go. He's part of the family. He stays at home as well. So, look, people need to know that, that we, you know these dogs aren't just for racing and forget about them. Catherine Strico's laying up and he'll probably get a bit of the Chinese tonight. And Robbie lad's well looked after. He goes for little walks with the kids here and you know, fantastic times with him, but he's well looked about by, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Some some great stories there, um, Shay. And at the moment, I suppose, uh, how many greyhounds would you have uh, at home? Um, we have 10 and Robbie Lodd there is, is 11, Barry. Um, probably too many. Um, pro- probably an, enough all the time, you know, it's maybe probably six or seven or eight is probably enough. But sure, listen, we can never get enough, can we? And, you know, they keep getting under our skin and we, we always want more of them. So, uh, yeah, we had a lot of pups. I sort of when I sold Rocket at that time, we knew we had a lot of stuff coming through. Um, they're all August and September's boy, as you've seen there. Maybe one or two of them starting off last week. Um, Robbie's little dog, Robbie's Chump, in Drumbo Park. Um, he won last weekend, and, and uh, one or two of them. Well, Robbie's in the Chumps in the final tomorrow night, and uh, 
the other Rashford dog, Robbie's Rashford, he, he runs tomorrow night. He starts off his career tomorrow night as well. And then we have another sort of four or five to follow from that all sort of August and September's over the next few weeks. So hopefully hit the ground running, you know. Nice one. And just in terms of Robbie's champ, obviously, look, he got his um, racing career off to a, I suppose, a bit of a dream start. Um, clocking 1793 around um, Drumba Park there, 335 yards. That's a real big run. Was he always showing you signs of, you know, of a greyhound that had um, an exciting future in, in the sport? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, probably most notably the last two runs. Um, uh, I was just talking to a good friend of mine, Mickey Corder, and uh, look, we all we'll have to beat him tomorrow night. He's a good friend of mine and an exceptional good mom of the dog. And um, any night you're in with Mickey, you'll have to be running uh, to win. And uh, look, uh, we're in with him tomorrow night in that little final. But the last two runs, I suppose, one in Dundalk, quite special, and then he went to Drumbo. And at that point, I suppose we thought we can maybe have a good night on this boy, you know. So, uh, yeah, he run well. Um, I think there's a bit more in the tank yet, boy. Um, he's young. He's, he's a little inexperienced, obviously. So, um, look, you're always hoping these dogs, you're always hoping of another um, good dog like Draco or something or, you know, some of them dogs coming through that, that they'll ever make that sort of come down into the, the 1760s and 70s and 80s. That's where you want to be. Um, like, the, I suppose the dog are deer and shade, you know, Um had a bit of a setback with him, but when they get down to that 640 split in the 1850s in Dublin, then you probably know that, that you're going the right direction then. But he's a bit the fine boy, but he's a young pup going the right direction. And uh, look, please God for the kids. Last week we were heartbroken, another finalist of the third final this year, boy, will be contesting. So I think most people in Drumbo would have said they'd give everything away to see... Uh, little Stefan and Robbie lift that trophy for Fez the Boss last week. She just missed the break full sister to sing along Sally she is and uh, she's been a bit unfortunate in ways but uh, uh, we love her here she's she's one of the family again boy and she can make mistakes all she wants she'll still be loved as much here you know yeah, yeah that of course um, was Shea Campbell and um, as I said what a fabulous success that was uh, for the Campbell uh, family at the uh, Winter Racing Fence Festival when uh, McCool Blue uh, won the sprint there at odds of 12 to 1 winning there in 1874 uh, picking up that uh, 5,000 euros first prize so um, uh, best of luck to Shea Campbell and his family uh, for 2023 that was our, our I suppose uh, most listened to podcasts uh, back in 2022 and don't forget of course you can listen to all the podcasts Podcasts um, on the um, Ground Race in Ireland uh, website, and uh, big thanks to all my guests over the course of the um, last couple of years, and uh, very much looking forward to catching up with um, loads uh, more great guests over the course of 2023. That's the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast out every Thursday at noon. Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.